This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. And joining us now is Congressman Mark Green. He is chairman of the Committee on Homeland Security. Also, by the way, uh, retired U.S. Army major and also a doctor. Uh, Mr. Chairman, it's great to have you here. There are so many issues, especially with the border. Let's get right to it because President Biden came out today and he said, you know, fentanyl is deadly. It's dangerous. Somehow we forgot to mention it comes through the wide open southern border. Yeah, that's they're not going to talk about that. And first, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, but very clearly, the street, I can speak for Tennessee, my district, and, and I have a big portion of Nashville. But talking to our sheriffs, the street value of fentanyl when Joe Biden came into office was 95 bucks a hit. It's now down to 28 bucks a hit. And that is completely because of an open border. And price determines... Well, there you know, it is, uh, Congressman. It's, uh, it's affordable. It's, it's the yeah. biggest price. It's the only price drop we've seen with Biden. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, it's That's killing right. our kids. 100%. It's it, 200,000 Americans have died since this president came into office. 200,000. That is twice as much as died in Afghanistan, Korea, and uh, Vietnam put together. That's right. That's actually right. Yes, sir. You know, it's frightening. And, and do you see any end in sight? I mean, you are also your committee is looking into Mayorkas. Uh, there was an opportunity to impeach him, sort of fast track it. It got bumped back to you. Where does that stand? Because to me, it just takes two seconds. You look at the images of the border. It looks like a city coming through the border every day. That should be a fairly easy one. The border's not secure. Right. It's wide open and they want that. I mean, they're they're fundamentally trying to change the future of the country uh, and empower Democrats forever because they think people who are coming across the border are going to vote Democrat. I mean, there's no other logical explanation for what they're doing, because whether it's the fentanyl or the human trafficking or the crime nexus, that's, you know, the cartels have now connected to the gangs in America and there's uh, some proven uh, cartel activity in cities like San Francisco. Great expose was done on that recently. But, you know, to answer the first part of your question, as long as Mayorkas is in office, I just don't see a change. Uh, but, but you're right. The second half, we're investigating him in an effort to not only educate the American people, but to convince the eight or nine Republicans who have a higher standard for impeachment. And so we're putting, we've, we've done a five phase investigation. The first phase was dereliction of duty. The second phase was cartel crime. Uh, phase three was the human cost. And we brought in, you know, fentanyl uh, mothers who had lost their children to fentanyl. And we brought in uh, uh, border patrol wives, spouses that their, their husbands, uh, you know, have, contemplated suicide. We've got the highest rate of suicide in the Border Patrol ever in the history of it. Um, there's just this massive human uh, cost to it. We had a human trafficking expert speak as well. 
Um, and then the fourth was the financial cost. And the Post, the New York Post did a front page article on it for us, $451 billion. That's the price tag of the open border every year. And now we're in waste, fraud, and abuse. And we're actually, we've got some informants. We can't call them whistleblowers yet. That triggers some um, responsibilities that we have to comply to certain reporting requirements. But so they're informants at this point, and they're sharing the potential of some fraud, and we're investigating it right now. And when Can that's you give done, us a hint of what that is? What, what kind of fraud? It has to do with the uh, NGO contracts, and I'll just leave it at that for now. But and the hotels that were, you know, four hundred bucks a night, um, we're, we're digging in very hard on that. We've got we've got some good testimony coming. But after all this is over, my committee will make a recommendation to impeach him. And we're trying to determine if I need to route that through the Judiciary Committee or if with this referral from the floor, if I have the authority to just do it in my committee. And if we can do it in my committee, we'll pass it, we'll get it to the floor, and there'll be a vote with a lot of substantiation to uh, a need to impeach. So what kind of time frame are you looking at, Congressman, for all of this? Uh, what, what potentially could be the earliest? I, I think we'll finish up the, the investigation mid uh, December and then probably January make the referral for impeachment. Congressman, what what keeps you up at three o'clock in the morning? I think it's two things. I think it's a Hamas terrorist coming across the southern border, and then the cyber. You know, China is just hammering us in, in cyberspace right now. Um, Iran, North Korea, Russia, and just defending those networks is also a part of we I, I like to say that the cyber is the fourth border of the United States and uh, it's it's not where it needs to be we're taking some action I've got a bill to create a scholarship program we're about 500,000 uh, cyber experts short in this country so we're going to create a scholarship program much like ROTC generates military officers we're going to generate uh, cyber experts for the federal government and um, and hopefully encourage states to do something similar. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Wow. Well, that is really powerful. Keep us posted on all fronts. And thank you for all you're doing to keep our country safe uh, on so many different levels. Uh, The great chairman of the Committee of Homeland Security, Congressman Mark Green. Thank you for being here on Cats and Cosby. Thanks for having me. You guys have a great evening and a great Thanksgiving. Great Thanksgiving. Thank you so much.